see. And as many of you know, we're in a series right now called Your People Are My People. So I want you guys to give an amazing, warm TWBC welcome to my man, G. Lane Robinson from Limitless Church in Dallas, Texas. What's up, family? It's great to see y'all today. Um, man, we had a good time this morning. And uh, I tell you, we this series, I don't know what got into us to think this thing up, but y'all just pray for us because we're all touched by an angel. And uh, um, I've got a simple message today. It's called In Common People, like we have uncommon people. But as we talk about serving God, we want to know what we have in common. And um, what are those things that bring us together? And one of the things that brings uh, me together with your pastor is that he's a little throw it off just like I am. Um, y'all know, y'all know, listen, he's traveling all over the world and want to save everybody and going down there trying to get the little kids out the caves in Thailand or somewhere. <laughs> this dude just all over the place, man. So he dragging me along and I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? But we just have that in common, you know, we're fearless. Uh, we'll go anywhere, anytime, do anything for Jesus. He just, you give me a word, God, I'm running with it. And so uh, I, I love that about him. He, he likes to work out, you know, I like to work out. I just don't work out like he does. And, and I don't fast as much as he does. He just fasts for no reason. I'm like, bruh, he didn't ask you to do that, did he? I, I ain't heard that part at all. I'll give up some pork for a week or something, but that's gonna be about the end of it. Huh? Yeah, I'm under the I'm under grace. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> but that's my dude, man. We're getting ready to go somewhere. I think in September, we we'll we'll do anything for Jesus, man. And so uh, as we get together, we just, you know, we, we pray and we laugh and we brainstorm. Now, he's already been to my church. He's there today. Uh, so he was down last year, man. We just love him to life. And uh, so y'all pray for him that he does a good job because they'll beat him up. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. We, they, we, we love your pastor at our house. I'm, um, I know I got some stuff in common with some people in here. I'm a, I'm a U.S. Marine Corps veteran, and so uh, for all the veterans in the house, uh, I just salute you this morning. I want to celebrate you. Uh, man, our country has been built on some brave men and women who were willing to risk it all to purchase our freedoms so that we can be free to worship like we do. And um, I don't take it for granted, and I don't take it lightly, and I'm grateful for the love that we receive, and I feel like we do honor our veterans and our nation, and um, I'm just proud to be able to say I serve my country, and I serve my country well. Um, and so I, I stand with you. How many veterans in the house? Because we got, amen, bless y'all. Hey, thank y'all for your service. Thank you so much. Um, we got that in common. Veterans just, you know, we gravitate to, to each other because of the things that we've been through. If you've never been to combat, you kind of isolate yourself to people who uh, serve in the same branch that you do. But if you've ever been in a combat situation and uh, as a Marine and you have to call for fire, you need the Army to come in and, and you, then you have a whole different kind of respect for them. Or if you have to travel and you have to ride, get on the boat and go with them, you got respect for the Navy. Or if you're really in the deep and you got to call in the Air Force, friend, I'm telling you, you will, you will say aim high. And because uh, we won't, don't want you to hit me in the process. <laughs> Amen. 
but I love it. We, we, we have that, uh, that in common. And there's just a lot of things that we have in common. What I discovered is, is that as people, we have a lot more in common than we have differences. And so as we started this series, Your People Are My People, we kind of wanted to focus on um, what are those things that bring us together? What are those things that, uh, that we have in common? What are those things that make uh, how we can become one people? And I'm excited, man. I ain't going to put it all out there. But we're getting together next year. Uh, all four of our churches, as we do this series, we're going to have a time next year where we all get together. Uh, we're talking about doing some camps with our youth together and doing some... Th Listen, this is going to be off the chain, y'all. I'm telling you. This is just the beginning of something really, really great. And uh, I'm excited to do life with you. I'm excited to do life with your pastor. And uh, I need to jump into this word because I ran out of time this morning. I was in. I was halfway through my second point, man. It was like, I'm like, dude, what? I got one service, so you know, I got liberty. And it's be like, yo, y'all just gonna have to wait today. I ain't done. But since it's the second service, um, and ain't nobody coming in after this, right? We can. Y'all don't mind. We just go for broke a little bit, right? Is anybody in here just crazy madly in love with Jesus? That's what I'm talking about. So we 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 gonna have ourselves a good time. I I I love to have fun. I love to laugh. I was a mean, evil person. I know that's hard to believe. You see my beautiful smile. I still have all my original teeth and everything. Not the baby teeth. I mean the second set. Cause y'all gonna be like, he lying. He know he ain't. Gonna I don't want y'all do that to me. So the, yeah, the, the second set. Yeah. So. But, but I experienced the life-changing power of Jesus Christ, man. And when I tell you, he had me a hello from the, from the moment I first met him. The moment I first met him, my life has never been the same. He brought joy where there was pain. He, he brought peace where there was turmoil. He, I think the greatest thing, man, that was the hardest for me to let go was my anger. And, and, and I got some else with coming with your pastor. When I graduated high school, I was 5'3", 117 pounds. When I graduated high school, I know that's hard to believe. This changed a little bit. Uh, I was 5'3", 117 when I signed up to go into the Marines. And everybody laughed at me. They were like, you're not going to make it. You'll never be no Marine. You're too little. So I came back a year later. I've been to boot camp. Uh, infantry training school and all that stuff and I came back home and in a year I was 5'10", 2'10". And everybody was like, what are they feeding y'all? It can't be legal. <laughs> but I carried a lot of anger and rage and um, when I met Jesus, the hardest thing for me to let go was that anger because that was my defense mechanism that's what kept me safe it was when I was you know having to fight somebody that was bigger than me they 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 didn't have the same kind of rage or anger uh, that I had and and that was hard for me to let go but Jesus says you could trust me with it the thing that I want uh, to challenge you because all of us hold on to something if somebody broke your heart a part of your heart that you're not willing to let anybody else have because and some of you, you bring it into your marriages and you don't want to let it go because you got hurt. But I want you to be able to trust Jesus. 
with whatever it is. Maybe you've been broke or you've been homeless like I was. And, and so you always want to keep something aside. And Jesus says, I need you to trust me with it. If I'll leave the 99 for you. You know he's got that reckless love, right? It, he, he'll leave the 99 for you. You can, you can trust him with it. Uh, the thing that I love the most about what we are doing is that all of us, hey, homeless don't have a color. Broke don't have a color. Bad marriage don't have a color. Sin doesn't have a color. It's none of that stuff doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not designed for one particular person. No, no one people group are, exp are immune from it or are isolated to it. And so we all get to experience it. And we all have these things in common that we struggle with. And, and so I, I want to challenge you today. We want to talk about the things that, that we have in common, the things that mess us up. And I shared this with the earlier service was that, um, Oftentimes, we, we, because we, wanna, we live in such a politically correct climate, we, act like we can't talk no more. When I, when I, got out the, when I came up, I knew who Pastor D was because he was the brother. And I was like, okay, it's the black dude. He must be the one. That's the one. I came to the hotel. I was like, yep, there he is. No doubt about it. But we act like we can't make fun and laugh anymore. Everybody's so sensitive. Like, we're being so sensitive. It's... God made us, <laughs> I wasn't going to say fat and bald, but I, I might just offended somebody. Because sometimes we do that to ourselves. Because there's a skinny man inside here, but I just kind of wanted to protect him. <laughs> so I tell folk, man, don't, don't tell me you don't see color. I said, That's a, you just insulted me. God gave me this melanin. It's beautiful caramel. Man, I love it. This is, this is, come on, man. This is beautiful. So I tell people, man, God is so creative in his ability. He created, man, you look at a, I looked, it was a giant grasshopper on my window. I looked at that grasshopper and I was like, this thing is incredible. I mean, I've seen grasshoppers before, but as I looked at it, I saw it with a different eye. And I saw the, the details in the eyes and the uniqueness, and it was different colors in it. It just looked green. But when you look a little closer, you see something that's very special and very unique. And I saw the creativity and the awesomeness of God. And, I, and, and as I look at you and I see all of our different shades and colors and shapes and sizes and follicles <laughs> and voids of follicles, <laughs> he said, move on, move on. <laughs> you can leave the hair alone, sir. <laughs> Salute you, but it's time to get on. We, 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 we discovered that God made us like this. And we ought to celebrate our differences because we can look at me like, man, you, that's cool how your hair does that. I, I had one white friend when I was in elementary school. He was the only white dude that went to my school. His name was Tom. I'm not being funny. His name was Tom. And, and man, I was like, dude, how your hair do that? Because I was looking like buckwheat, and he was looking like alfalfa. And so I was trying to, I, I got this giant fro, man. I'm looking at this dude, and it's all laid down and straight. So I go home. I want to be like Tom, man. I get the Vaseline and the lotion, and I'm all on there. <laughs> Tom was my buddy, man. I wanted to kick it. And then they moved, man. They moved out the hood. I was like, man, I didn't know white flight. I didn't know what that meant then. 
Oh, yeah, y'all got the wrong one today. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just not sensitive at all. You can talk about me all day long. I'm good with it. I'm good. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm redeemed. Can't nobody tell me nothing going to hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Jesus got me now. So I'm, 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 I'm. I'm, I'm wanting to break down these barriers and these stereotypes and, and these sensitivities and be like, come on, man, let's just be real. Because as long as we dance around issues, man, we'll never deal with anything. And then everybody, then everybody retreats to their corner. It's the same way in marriage. If you never talk about your challenges, you're not going to be able to fix anything. You just retreat and then you become isolated. And that's what happens in our nation. We start becoming isolated people groups. And it's like, no, we've got to do this thing because your people are my people. We're all God's people. And so we got to be able to get together. And guess what? I, 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 I've got a word, man. I pray that this blesses you today. Uh, God showed me this uh, a while ago. And so as we got ready for this, I wanted, to, I wanted to refine it and look at it because it was just a personal word. I'd never preached it before. But as we started talking through this, I said, man, this would be a great word for this series. And so I want to talk to you today about in common people. And I done used up like eight minutes already, nine minutes already. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to fast forward a little bit. And so I need y'all to listen quickly. All right, let's turn over to Genesis real quick. We're going to begin at Genesis 11 because this is where the breakdown begins. And then uh, I, I won't do as much reading. I, I want to read this passage because this sets the foundation for the message. And then we'll, we'll skim over a little bit, a couple of other things, and then I'll give you my Easter speech, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. All right. Genesis chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. At one time, uh, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stones and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. And this will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. And after this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages then they won't be able to understand each other. And in that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. I want to talk to you today about in common people. Now, this is a very interesting passage of scripture. And what you find is uh, there are universal powers uh, that exist. And one of them is unity. So you don't have to be a believer in order to get married. But there's power in unity when two people come together. They're able to produce another child. That's, that's, there's a universe. You don't even have to believe in God. And it still happens. There's power simply by being unified. A football team can come together. And just simply because they believe in each other, they can overcome a lot of obstacles and changes. There's just a universal power that comes with unity. And in this particular passage, God is saying, look at them. They're together. They're speaking the same language. They're on the same page. They're building this tower. And he says that there will be 
be nothing impossible for them. They speak the same language. They have the same goal. They have the same purpose. And in that universal act, God says, the laws of the universe that I put in place exist, and they can accomplish these things simply by being unified. And I thought about that. I said, man, it, you know, it's being united, and it says, and they spoke the same language. There's something uh, in being able to understand each other on a level that goes beyond just simply speaking the same language. What I mean is, we can all speak English, but not everybody speaks Ebonics. <laughs> That's, not everybody speaks country. Huh? Because huh? there's some stuff that I heard, I was like, what? It was... It's some, it's some pronouncing, because see, like I say, her. This is her. <laughs> see, that's, that's, that's South Oak Cliff. You can say hair. And I was like, hey, what? The guy, what? And so as we get to talking, man, we, we speak the same language, but we don't speak the same language. There's, there, 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 are, there are innuendos and there are sayings and phrases, but he says that when we are united, we understand a look. We can understand a wink. We can understand a groan. It's, it's like when we are united with God, which I'll get to in a minute, when, we're, when we have that commonality in the spirit with him, it says that even our utterances and groanings make sense. There's, there's something about being able to speak the same language and understand each other on this kind of level that, will, that God says there will be nothing impossible for us to do. But if we have a cause, that is contrary to what God is desiring to do, God will stop it in its tracks. And so what I want to challenge you in is that we don't want to just have a cause. We want to be uh, in line with the cause that God has. And God is saying, I'm gathering my people back together. And I'm using the Way Bible Church. I'm using Limitless. I'm using Freedom. I'm using all of these people who understand that I am ready for my return and I'm getting my house in order. And it's bigger than one building, it's bigger than another building. I'm bringing my folk back together because I'm coming to redeem them. You got to understand the times in which we're living. There's so much pressure against the church to be divided. Sunday, the most segregated day of the week, God put it in my heart 12 years ago when we started this church that that was not going to be the testimony of our house, that we would have people from every walk of life and every color and every shape and size and language that they speak because I just did not believe that church had to be just one way. I felt like, man, if I'm on the two and four and you on the one and three, we hitting all the beats. We got this thing down. We can get our soul train line and our merengue. We ain't playing. We try, we're trying to get it in. We need each other, man. That's a, nobody likes food that don't have no flavor. Yeah, some y'all need some. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need some salt and we need some pepper. Listen, we need some paprika up in here. Come on, we we we. The the, the more flavor you add, then comes out. It gets it gets a little better. This it's tastier. And those are the things that I want us to get when we talk about what we have in common is that we all love Jesus and we don't have to look at something that's different than me with disdain. We can look at it from an appreciation that God saw the uniqueness in that and I ought to be able to celebrate. I know I'm, I can get loud and I'm a little buck wild and you ought to say, man, God made him that way. He throwed. I wouldn't want to be that, but I celebrate you, Jesus, for making him crazy. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
But you have commonality and cause. That's one of the things that brings people together as a cause. People can get together for, uh, you know, for, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. We all pink out. That's a, that's a cause that, that people get together. There are causes, people marching and protesting. They have a cause. But what is God's cause? That's what we really want to know because if it's not God's cause, he will, he will mess it up. And in Genesis 11, we see where God stopped it, scattered everybody, changed the language because he says, I don't want them to do this. I've got something else I want them to do. God wants us to do his will, but in his power and not in our own. And if we get on our own self-righteous bandwagon, we'll mess up trying to do something good. Don't you know every good thing ain't a God thing? And every time we want to do something, we feel like it's right. It says they did what was right in their own eyes. We want to know what's right in his eyes. We need, to, we need a word from the Lord. We need to hear from heaven. God, what is it that you desire for us to do? Because I don't want to build a tower to Babel. I want to build a stairway to heaven. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That's a, we're excited. We, 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 we don't want to um, be against what God is trying to do. But, but we do have commonality and cause. Other things that brings people together um, is a commonality in condition. And over in Luke chapter 17, uh, verse 11, we find this story, this commonality of condition of these lepers. And it says in verse 11, and Jesus continued toward Jerusalem. He reached the border between uh, Galilee and Samaria. As he entered the village, there are 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting and praising God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. Commonality in condition. People have commonality in causes. They have commonality in condition. People who find themselves... Um, I live in Dallas, and so one of the conditions that we get to experience is homelessness, and you'll find homeless people get together with other homeless people. There's a commonality in their condition. Uh, in this particular case, we have these lepers who were brought together from different walks of life, different experiences, different cultures, and, and they are gathered together because the lepers had to be together because they weren't allowed to be with everybody else. So they have this commonality in their condition. Do y'all know that misery loves company? It's, <laughs> I, and, and you have to be careful about, just because you have uh, a condition, you can... You, can, you don't always have to conform to your condition. And you don't have to allow your condition to, to make you be labeled as something that God has not called you to be. For example, when just because you broke don't mean you got to hang around with broke people. I tell people, like, listen, you hang around nine broke people, you're going to be the tenth. It's, and, don't, and don't use excuses like, well, I'm, you know, I'm solid in my faith. And so... That's, that's, that's puff puff passing and eating edibles and smoking weed guess what and then you say I'm going to be the light in the dark no you're going to be on a joint by the end of the night trying to figure out what happened <laughs> we deceive ourselves and we try to play that off and it's like no you really wanted you really wanted to that's, that's the, I failed no no you, 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 you did that thing that was yours. 
And so we, you, we just have, you know, we got to keep ourselves out of certain situations. But, 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 but because we find these people who have this in common condition, and here we find this passion. I love how Jesus puts this in here, and 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 how he uses this story because it highlights several things. One is it it, it says that we can be united while we're in a condition, but when we are free from that condition, we often see our differences that we didn't see while we were in the condition. All right, I'm going to break that down for you real quick. Now, they were all lepers, and nobody had a problem with it. But when they got healed, they saw that they were different because he highlighted the fact that he was a Samaritan. And I, I kind of looked at the story, and I said, I wonder how this really went down. And I could imagine them being in the leper's colony. They've been miserable. They, you know, they all scarred up and jacked up. And they were like, man, here come Jesus. He's been healing the sick. He done healed a withered hand. He's been doing it. Here come Jesus. And they start crying out, Jesus, son of David. And they were like, you know, everybody's like, shut up. Y'all can't talk to him. Y'all not supposed to touch him. They ain't supposed to. Y'all what? And they like, I don't care what y'all do. You can kill me. But at, at, this is my moment. This is my time. And the son of God is passing by. Guess what? I'm going for it. And I, I wish a lot of us were that way. You know, we get in church for a while. We don't get desperate no more. But I'm telling you, man, don't ever lose your desperation for Jesus because he's the air that we breathe. He's the life that we live. We can't, don't ever get so comfortable in your salvation that you're no longer desperate for him. I'm just as desperate for him today because I can mess up tonight. I need Jesus in my life. And these men saw an opportunity when Jesus was passing by. Then you got to catch him when he's coming. Y'all know the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was passing through. She pressed her way through the crowd, climbed on her hands and knees just to touch the hem of his. She was desperate for the change that Jesus could bring. And guess what? Man, she was going to let nothing stop her. And these lepers were the same way. And the more they told him to shut up, the more they cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us. But I want you to know something. There is a word for you today. Jesus didn't say be healed. He didn't touch them. He didn't do it. He said, just go show yourself because I want you to know today that once Jesus sees you, it's already done. He just said, you go show you, go make, go show the proof of what has happened, even though you haven't seen it manifest yet. A lot of people want to wait until they see the manifestation before they start giving God glory. When God give you the word, you ought to start praising him right then. When God sees you, when you know you made eye contact with the lover of your soul, you ought to begin to get lit right there. That's, that's your moment to begin to give God some praise at the moment that he says the word because when he says it, it's already done. He created everything by his words. His words have creative power. Man, I'm telling you today, I love me some Jesus because he spoke a word into my life and I ain't been the same since. So he tells these lepers, go show yourselves to the priests and the lepers take off running. Woo, we out of here, boss. Yeah. They're headed to the temple to show themselves to the priest. That was the part of the, to become ceremonially clean. And I, I, I just want to challenge you today. Don't, don't get caught up in the ceremonies and the formalities and, and meeting some man's approval to declare that you are righteous or holy. It ain't but one man that matters, and that's Jesus. And if Jesus says that you're clean, guess, that's, that's all we need. I don't need approval from any. If he says I'm good, I'm, I'm good. And so as they are going, they're running to the temple to show themselves to the priest. And it says while they're on their way, they notice that their condition has changed. And as they're experiencing this moment, one of them stops and was like, say, I've been, I've been changed. 
he experienced the life change. And he stops. And he says, before I go show myself to the priest, I'm going back to give God some praise. But I, I, I tend to think, because it's highlighted in the text that this man happened to be a Samaritan, I, th I think as they were traveling and they noticed that they were no longer lepers, then who they really were began to come out. Can you see him going to the priest? And they look at this dude and they was like, you ain't no Jew. You're a dog. You're a Samaritan. Now, now we were in our condition. We were all good. But as I'm free from my condition, I'm beginning to see some differences. And you're not like us. Why are you going to the temple? Why are you? Why? And I think he started saying, but why, why, why am I going? Because the people in the temple couldn't help me in my condition. These people I'm riding with couldn't help me in my condition. But the one who did is still back there. See, when the Samaritan had gone through some stuff, not only was he a leper, but he had been isolated. He wasn't like the rest of the Jews. He was, a, they call him a hybrid. He, was, he wasn't holy enough to be a Jew, and he, he wasn't really a Gentile. They were somewhere in the middle. And so you get the ridicule from both sides, too worldly for the church and too churchy for the world. And, and you've been going through, and now the people that you've been kicking it with, they're looking at you crazy and sideways. And he said, but I know somebody that loves me even when I was a leper. And she Surely he will love me even as I'm a Samaritan. And he turned around and he went back and he fell at the feet of Jesus. He said, it's only one person that matters. There's only one person that means everything to me. And he's the one that changed my life. And he fell down at the feet of Jesus and he began to give him glory. And I challenge you today because I understand it, it, the Bible says the one who has been forgiven much loves much. And the more you understand what God has done in your life, the more you begin to worship him. Nobody will have to prompt you. You don't have to be prodded. You don't have to be encouraged. Nobody has to tell you to clap your hands or, or lift your hands or stomp your feet or turn in a circle. If you've been touched by the master, nobody's got to tell you when you've been through some stuff like I've been through some stuff. When you understand that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, that I'm nothing without him, that he was willing to die, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us, not when we got it together, not when I got it right. He died while I was still in my condition so that he could change my position. So he died for me, even in that moment. And because I understand how much I've been forgiven, my love for him, it overflows. I can't stop it. I can't, I can't bottle it up. I can't contain it. And so when we begin to worship, if the tears start flowing, it's because I'm in love with a man named Jesus. If, if I start to dance all over the church, it's because I, I met a man by the name of Jesus Christ who changed my life forever, who did not wait for me to get it right. But right in the midst of my mess, he stepped in and changed my circumstances and changed my life. And he's wanted to do that for somebody else. And so as he goes through this time and these lepers, they go through this time and their condition changes. This is what I want you to understand. It's not just about a cause. It's not just about a condition. But we really want to be in common. We want our commonality to be found in Christ. 
because that's where the curse is reversed from the moment sin entered in we have been under this curse and from this tower of Babel we see people scattered we see the languages messed up but in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost as Jesus gave his promise to his disciples in John, he tells them and he breathes them to and he breathes life into them and he says, and in a little while, the spirit of God is going to come up on you and you're going to receive power. Yeah. The Holy Ghost power. He says, and you'll be my, my witnesses. And he, he gives us some instruction. He says, you go to the upper room and you wait for me. We were talking about the upper room this morning when I heard singing about the upper room. We, we, the, well, the, in the announcement, y'all having a journey to the upper room. Come on, I'm on a journey to the upper room. And, and so he, the disciples go to the upper room and they begin to pray and they're crying out to the Lord. And, and, and then it says that in Acts chapter two that there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind that came in, but they were unified. This is the difference. In, in Acts chapter two, they had a different kind of unity. In Genesis, they were united to do something that they wanted to do. But in Acts, they were united because they were doing what Jesus told them to do. And as they were gathered together in this place, people from all over the region, at the time when they returned to the city to worship God together. So they were all different languages. They were from all parts of Africa and the different places where the Jews had been scattered. Diaspora, who had been all over the place, were now gathered together here, but they didn't all speak the same language. But on the day of Pentecost, uh, he reversed the curse of Genesis 11. Genesis 11, he scattered their languages in Acts chapter 2. He brought all the languages together where everybody could understand what God was trying to do collectively through them. And I'm telling you, man, it was an amazing time as they're praying and they're worshiping. Can you imagine just worshiping God, not knowing when the moment's going to come? Just pray, just, just, see, we, we got to learn how to wait on him. And that, that's what they did. He told them to wait for me. But waiting doesn't mean not doing anything because I'm waiting on the, the manifestation, but I've already got the promise. And so I'm going to act like it's already done. I'm going to teach you a new word today. It's called anticipatorily. You won't find that in the dictionary. Anticipatorily, that's anticipatorily is that praise that I have on my in my in, on the inside of me, based on what God has already spoken that I have not seen come to pass yet. It's an anticipatorily praise. I have an anticipatorily worship. I have an anticipatorily praise, and so I keep that thing all the time because everything that God says, I know He's going to do, and so I I, I have this 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 praise, which is what they had in the upper room because Jesus had spoken to them and they believed Him at His word, and so as they were gathered together there in Acts chapter 2 it says that the Holy Spirit came in and, and there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting and so as they're sitting here the Holy Spirit comes in man and it is a time it's a time it's a time how many of y'all have, have y'all experienced those worship services in here and the Holy Spirit just show up in this place and it shift the atmosphere it's like I know we were doing our worship set and we had our plan and then God showed up and said but I'm getting ready to do a new thing I'm I, I, I'm gonna well, I need y'all to sit right here for a little bit because this word that, that you're singing is something I need y'all to get in your spirit and so God comes in and he disrupts up the whole circumstances and, and the Holy Spirit comes in and then everybody says, I heard in my language. I want to challenge you with something. When we get filled with the Holy Spirit, our language changes. <laughs> Y'all have heard it. We get a new tongue. We get a new language. And, and so in this moment, everything that had been separated was brought back together. 
but it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the only way that we can understand each other and relate really when we're so different and we speak different languages is when we're united in the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit speaking through us when we are united in the Spirit is where we really understand who Jesus is. And that's where our commonality comes in through Christ because he promised us this precious Holy Spirit. If I don't have the Spirit of the living God in me, then you will... When I open my mouth, I exhale carbon dioxide, which is poisonous. So my words are killing you. I'm sorry. It's not just the breath. It's all of that. But if I have the spirit of the living God in me, when I speak, I'm not speaking death. I'm speaking life. So the words now have life and not death. When we have the spirit of the living God in us, so now when I say something, you're not offended by it. You're not hurt by it. You're not put off by it because the spirit of the living God that lives in you is the same one that lives in me. And we bear witness to one another. It's the same spirit. Come on, somebody. And so our languages become united. And we can now everything that was messed up in Genesis 11 is now restored through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why folk can't be scared of the Holy Spirit. I ain't trying to go to a church that don't have no spirit in it. We need the Holy Ghost. Listen, we need it more now than we ever did. And God sees us in the Spirit. Everything that was messed up, God restored it in that moment. And I want you to know today that anything that's messed up in your life, all it takes is one moment. All it takes is one word from Jesus. That's all it, that's all it takes. But this is the thing, though. When we, cre when we create an atmosphere um, the, the motto for our church, for the Limitless Church, is we intentionally create atmospheres for people to have an authentic, life-changing encounter with God. That's, that's what we do. That's who we are. We intentionally create atmospheres. And I teach our children, you can change the atmosphere of your school. You've got the spirit of the living God in you. You, you are a thermometer. You are a thermostat. You're not a thermometer. You, you change the atmosphere. You, you walk in kingdom authority. And, and I teach that to the children in our church. You, you, you go and you, you, you change the atmosphere because there are atmospheres that are created. The Tower of Babel, they created an atmosphere through their unity that got God's attention, but not for the right reason. In Acts chapter 2, they created an atmosphere in that upper room that got God's attention and the Spirit of God came in that place for the right reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm big on creating atmospheres for God to show up he's used to being in a place where his name is belted it's glorified it's exalted so much so in in isaiah chapter 6 it says that the doorposts and the threshold shake from the praises from the seraphim seraphim and the cherubim from the praises of the angel those who are crying out to him are, are, are so loud that it says that the that heaven is shaking from the worship going on in heaven that's what he's used to so when we want him have a visitation then we have to make him feel at home don't you make won't you what 
I want God to set up residence in this place. So my goal is to create an atmosphere that makes God feel at home. I say, God, you don't have to leave. I want to create an atmosphere where you will come in because he says that uh, when the praises go up, it's not the blessings that come down. When the praises go up, the blesser comes down because he inhabits the praises of his people. He's enthroned upon our worship. He comes and he tabernacles and he sits in the midst of us. And in that place, we are all changed. And in that place, we're all like him. Until we get to take this veil off and see him, then face to face, in that place of worship, in that atmosphere where his presence is, is the closest we get to get here on this earth. So I want to take advantage of the moment that I have with him. So if y'all don't mind, can we just stand together for just a minute? I want to challenge you today. Whoever God is to you, if you would just begin to put that in the atmosphere. And I want to set an atmosphere for God to come in because somebody in this room may not know Jesus as the Lord of their life. They, they may not know him as Savior. They may not know him the way you know him. But I want to create an atmosphere in this place where somebody will say, I want that. See, the devil told me I would never have it. And I was on the verge of suicide because I had done every drug. I had done everything that I could try to do to please my flesh. And I was still unsatisfied. And I said, what else do I have to live for? You'll never know God. It's in my ear telling me I'll never know him. This is as good as your life will ever get. So you might as well just throw in the towel. What else is there to live for? It was a lie from the devil. But then God stepped in. And in a little wooden church, hiding, God found me. He changed my life forever. And I want you to know today, no matter where you find yourself, this is an atmosphere where you are safe. This is an atmosphere where you can discover the, the awesomeness of who Jesus is. I'm telling you, it's worth it. I don't care all that I went through, being stabbed, being shot at, being beat up, being persecuted, being talked about being lied on, being homeless, being suicidal. I wouldn't trade any of it. For the discovery of the love of Jesus, I wouldn't trade any of it. Because all it has done is shown me how much he loves me. And I want you to know how much he loves you. So as the altar workers come, can we just begin to set an atmosphere? The worship team's getting ready to sing. I'm going to make this real simple for you. Jesus is passing by. And when he's passing by, man, you got to catch him. And if God is speaking to your heart today, don't miss him. You need to cry out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Jesus, I need you in my life. 
If you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you don't understand even what those terms mean, then you need to get that right today. If you've drifted away, if you if you if you walked away from God and you just been on the sidelines, you're ready to get back in. If if you just need somebody to pray with you, you're going through a circumstance. Listen, we're going to set an atmosphere here that's going to say, listen, you're safe. I want you to come down. And one of these ministers will, will, will share with you how you can begin the best days of the rest of your life. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done in this place today. We thank you for these people, Lord, who have committed their life to serving you. Be glorified, God, in this house. And even now, as the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place, as we exalt your name in this house, oh God, would you just move, let your spirit touch the heart of that person that needs to come to this altar today. Give them a spirit of boldness, Lord God, to step out of that aisle, to walk down and say, yes, I want you, Jesus. Yes, I need you in my life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we believe by faith that it is so. And we give you glory in advance. In the name of Jesus. Amen.